Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, the founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. Slash Life Coach Radio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy holidays to you. Welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, a certified Christian life coach. I'll say a little more about that later. But I'm delighted that you tuned in for today's show. We've got a good one. Hello to all of our listeners who are not with us live, but who will be listening to the show on demand at a later time. And to all of our first-time visitors listening out there, thanks for joining and welcome to the show. This broadcast is live every first and third Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern. This is a place where you can get some encouragement and uplift. I try to choose topics that will inspire you to examine yourself and to offer you coaching tips that help you move your life forward. My guests are successful, accomplished persons, yet they have a heart to share their journeys through challenges and how they have persevered through their trials in life. At the end of each show, we take calls when you are welcome to join our conversation. So I hope you'll put the first and third Tuesdays on your calendar to listen in regularly. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who were with us November 15th for our one-year anniversary show. Yay! (laughs) Thanks for all of your messages and greetings. My very special thanks to my guest, Brother Lonnie Williams. He was also my very first guest on this broadcast, and I don't know anyone I would have rather shared the anniversary with. I deeply appreciate each of you who have supported and encouraged me in this work over the last year. You've kept me going. And now for today's topic. Reflections of the year 2016. I know that, um, as with every year, this year has had its roller coaster of um, action and adventure and activity. Also, at the end of the year, every year, the media gives us a look back at what's happened in the world. from business to politics to health to entertainment and culture news. Not ruling out the significance of what's impacted people across the U.S., not ruling out all of the significance of what's happened and impacted people across the U.S. and the globe, not ruling that out. But today... 
I want to rein in our focus a bit. I want us to take the time to reflect upon 2016 for each of us in a personal manner. What have been the significant highs and lows in your life over this year? What have been the key lessons you've learned this year? When we look back, in what ways have you been blessed? Where have we all had special favor in this year? It could be our families, our health, career, spiritual growth. What about reconciliations? or new relationships. There could be something that was unexpected that happened this year. Where did you surprise yourself this year? Take a look back not only at all of the good and happy things that occurred, but we can also reflect upon our losses, the times where we disappointed ourselves, What did not go as planned in 2016? For our regular listeners, you know I always tell you why I pose the questions I pose, right? (laughs) So why is it important to carve out some time and reflect on the experience of this year? Well, I chose this topic because I believe the reflections can help us to ensure we take the lessons and the gifts of this year and let them enrich our lives and the reflecting can prepare us to adapt, recommit, take new approaches or perspectives, recover from loss or where we failed, forgive ourselves and others, or whatever is required so that we can make 2017 a more fulfilling and amazing year. So here are a couple of examples. Let's say as you reflect on 2017, you wanted to reconnect with more of your friends and as you reflect on 2016, excuse me, you wanted to connect with more of your friends and family but maybe you let work demands dominate not only your weekdays, but your weekends. How can you plan to remedy that in 2017? Here's an idea. Maybe you want to plan at least once a quarter who you will reconnect with and get those plans on the calendar early in the new year before other things interfere. Or what about your health? Maybe you had a health scare this year. Or worse, maybe you lost a loved one. And now in reflecting, you finally accept that you have to integrate regular exercise, possibly medication, and a more nutritious diet into your lifestyle to stay strong and healthy in the long run. You can decide now the steps you'll take each week in the new year 
to build new habits, to take control of your eating and exercise, to integrate new habits into your lifestyle. Here's another example that we often relate to. What about in the area of your money? Did you have a savings or investing plan that reaped you the income you were looking for? Put it off throughout 2016. Or maybe you experienced a financial emergency this year that let you know when you stop and reflect upon it, it's worth saving even a small amount each month that you do not touch unless there's an unexpected expense that hits your family. You see how reflecting on the year can help you to prepare for the new year? That way, you don't drift into 2017 in a haphazard way where whatever happens, happens. Whatever comes, just comes about. The planning is essential to get more of the life that you want in the new year. And this is way beyond New Year's resolution, folks. (laughs) It's using the reflections of how this year went. And only you know the answers for you. You reflect upon how the year went. Then you consider what you'd like to be different in 2017. From there, you commit to begin to adapt to a change, whatever is required, to get you to an amazing 2017. I invite you, no, I challenge you to try it. (laughs) Reflect on this year. Go back over your calendar of 2016 or go back over your Facebook post of 2016. Be enriched by the many blessings of the year. And observe the lessons or shortfalls where you need to make some changes. Ask yourself, how do I want my life to be different in 2017? Make a commitment to a new vision and a plan now on specific actions using the lessons of 2016 to make your 2017 phenomenal. A lot more of it is in your control than you may think. How does that sound? That's my challenge to you. I'll even make it a dare. I dare you to try it. (laughs) I know my guest today will have uh, lots to add to this topic. Let me introduce him now. My distinguished guest today is Colonel Curtis B. Taylor, Sr., U.S. Army, retired. Curtis grew up in South Carolina. He earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in music education from South Carolina State University, where he was student director of the famed Marching 100, 101 Band. Curtis Taylor is the first African-American to earn a Master of Music degree from the prestigious Cornell University School of Music in Ithaca, New York, in 1974. 
His thesis on the music of jazz legend Duke Ellington, published by the Cornell University Press, and later developed into a full-blown Broadway musical entitled The Cotton Club Review, performed by theater groups in the United States and in Europe. His musical lineage began with his parents, Nathaniel and Easter Taylor, both musicians, and his sister and brother, Gloria and Errol Taylor, a jazz singer and music producer, respectively. Curtis is presently the Director of Music and Worship at the Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia. He is an accomplished pianist, vocalist, and music arranger, responsible for directing the activities of five choirs who support weekly worship services, ministering God's Word through song. Additionally, he personally directs Antioch's Gospel Choir, Men of Praise Ensemble, and Combined Choir. His Gospel Jazz Quintet is CTQ, where he plays keyboards, supports musical groups at the church, and also performs at many community outreach venues throughout the region. Curtis is a retired Army colonel, as mentioned, who served for 26 years in the United States Army. During that time, he commanded units in the United States, Europe, and Korea, and upon his retirement, was awarded the Defense Distinguished Service Medal for exceptionally outstanding service to the Army and Department of Defense. Additionally, he is an accomplished corporate executive who served as an executive at Comcast Corporation for eight years and is presently serving as executive director of government contracts at the Pentagon on behalf of Advanced Systems Development Incorporated. As an active member of the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated and the Sigma Pi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, the Boule, Curtis supports and participates in a number of community-based projects, include the Omega Psi Phi Talent Hunt Program and the Beta Nu Boule Mentoring Program. He is also a board member of the Washington-based Operation Hunger DC, an organization founded by his son, Richard Taylor. Curtis Taylor's passion is to serve God through his gift of music, take care of his family as a responsible husband, father, and grandfather, and to feed souls as he lives to share the story of the love throughout the community. It is such a pleasure to have him here today. Curtis, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show, and thank you for being my guest. Thank you very much, Linda. I'm I'm so happy to be here and to uh, share in this uh, conversation with you. Oh, wonderful. Well, as you know, this broadcast, my vision was to give hope and encouragement, and a community or a place of support for the audience. And it's also helping listeners to think about the kind of choices they're making. I know that what you share today will contribute greatly to that vision. Now, 
we're going to discuss this year, 2016, some of the lessons and highlights as you get ready for 2017. But I first want to let the audience get to know you. So tell us, what were your growing up years like in South Carolina? Well, uh, musical family. Uh, my my dad was the band master at the local high school, Tomlinson High School there in, in King Street, South Carolina. My mother was an educator and also was a lyric soprano. Uh, my sister was a jazz singer and composer, and and also my brother was a music producer. So we always um, had music in the home. Uh, I was taught uh, to play piano and uh, uh, various other instruments at a very early age by my dad. And uh, we, we grew up in the church. Uh, I accepted Christ as my personal Savior at age 12. And, and uh, okay. my father, yeah, my father was the um, organist of the church for 50 years, and my mother sang in the choir. And uh, so, you know, that's where my first values started to form there uh, within mm-hmm. the church and within the home there. Uh, that had a very heavy emphasis on on music. Mm-hmm. I yeah, uh, I knew that I knew that music had played a major part in your life, um, and I know personally that you are tremendously gifted musically. Um, tell us just one of your earliest member uh, memories of music, or your love of music. Well, uh, when, when I graduated from, from high school, I was faced with the choice of um, uh, attending Morehouse College, great university, or South Carolina mm-hmm. State. But my dad took me down to, South, to a football game at South Carolina State, and I heard the marching one-on-one band, and after I heard them, the decision was made. <laughs> I, I told my dad, I've got to play in this band. They were so good. And uh, so I went wow. on to uh, uh, to South Carolina State. I ended up majoring in, in music and uh, later became the student director of the uh, Marching 101 band. And uh, we also had a little side band called the Soul Ages. It was a an uh, R&B group that we, uh, you know, played at various functions. And uh, mm-hmm. that R&B group went on to audition for James Brown. So actually, we had I had the opportunity to uh, play with James Brown for about seven months. Oh my goodness, audience! The Godfather of Soul. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Tell us something. There's about another story behind that, that, but 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 we, we won't go into all of that. <laughs> Would you tell us just one thing you observed about the Godfather of Soul? Well, you know, uh, there, well, he was a stickler for being on time. If you were, mm. if you were late for rehearsal or late for a gig, you were fine profusely, and uh, you know he you know he let you do what you wanted to do, but he was all about business. And uh, okay. at the time that I played with him, he owned six radio stations, and this was sort of the peak of his career. Uh, he um, had a, a very robust accounting system. And we were all paid on time, and and uh, it was just a very professionally run organization. Uh, so he, you know, he taught me some things along the way as a young college student 
uh, just um, trying to uh, get started in life. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm a big fan of The Godfather of Soul. So, and I just saw his uh, his movie was on again recently. So that's that's fantastic. Um, now, the fact that you were the first African American to receive the degree you received, the Master of Music from Cornell School of Music, just talk to us about that for a moment. What, what that was like. Yeah, well, that that was an interesting experience. I, I was invited up for an audition because you have to audition to get in the music school there. And uh, mm-hmm. so they paid for me to go from South Carolina State to Cornell for the audition. And when I got there, uh, the committee of people that were uh, evaluating the audition, one one committee member asked me, are you, are you going to play a jazz tune? And really? um, yeah, and uh, I said no, I'm not. And uh, I told him that I was going to play uh, this selection, and the name of the selection was hum- uh, the Funeralis Harmonique Potique Arilegique, and uh, that's uh, that's one of the hardest songs in keyboard literature that my uh, piano teacher at South Carolina State had prepared me for for this audition. Uh, so when I told them I was going to play this song, they all read back in their seat in disbelief that uh, an African-American from South Carolina State would even know how to uh, pronounce the, uh, a selection by Franz Liszt. But anyway, wow. after um, playing the selection 29-page uh, score for memory, uh, I, I was awarded a full scholarship there uh, at Cornell uh, it wasn't all easy. Um, uh, toward the end, after I wrote my thesis and um, got it approved, which was on the uh, music of Duke Ellington, uh, it was the mm-hmm. transcription and stylistic comparative analysis of two recordings of Duke Ellington's uh, Black and Fantant- Fantasy that was um, developed in the full poem um, Broadway musical entitled Cotton Club Review. And... Uh, just before I graduated, they um, uh, called me in and said, uh, you, you, you do realize that you have to pass a German uh, exam in German proficiency before we could give you your degree, uh, award you your degree. So I, I, I did not know that. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, God is always watching over you. So he sent me an angel. Wow. Uh, and that angel was one of the faculty members uh, at Cornell at that time, and he pulled me aside after that meeting and said, you know what, I'll, I'll tutor you, German, so that you can prepare for this examination. And so really? every every uh, every day for about six weeks, I met him in this little noisy pub across the street <laughs> from Cornell. He was a, uh, and uh, he, he walked me through everything that I needed to prepare myself for this exam. And uh, mm-hmm. when I took the exam, I scored in a 95th percentile. And uh, so I, I just say that uh, I attributed that to all God. I contributed My to word. God. God sent an angel down because I, had I not uh, been able to pass the exam, I would have not uh, gotten a degree and graduated. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You talk about some pressure. And you're right. Yes. You, you had uh, <laughs> angels, angels. 
Um, yes. Well, yes. I I definitely I posted some great pictures of you and your family um, that our audience can see on the screen. I know that your family is really a part of your center. I thought I'd just give you a moment to say, I won't say what you are proudest of, but what is one of your proud moments about your family? Well, uh, my wife for 43 years, <laughs> after the former <laughs> Abigail Brown. I, I met her at South Carolina State uh, 46 years ago, and uh, mm. she I uh, chased her. Uh, when uh, we were at South Carolina State because she obviously had lots of choices and uh, uh, for boyfriends, and I, I won out, so I uh, was a lucky one there. And uh, so we have uh, uh, have three sons uh, that I'm very proud of, uh, that uh, my oldest son's Curtis Jr., and he's married to April, and, uh, and uh, they have a son, uh, Curtis III., and I also uh, have a second son, Stephen, and he's married to Francis. They live in South Carolina. Uh, and uh, then, of course, there's Richard, who is still single and uh, is very busy uh, uh, doing various things with his uh, nonprofit in support mm-hmm. of feed, feeding the homeless and feeding the hungry in Washington, D.C. So I'm very right. connected to him, very proud of them, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, outside of outside of – God uh, and uh, my belief in supporting God, they're, they're next on the list. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen. I just have to throw in a plug for uh, Richard. That kid is a rock star. He is a bright light in this world. Your other sons as well, <laughs> but Richard particularly. Now, you've had, you've had great success in your, um, in your life and career as an officer in the Army, in the corporate sector through your career, I mean, and through your career as a music professional. You've traveled extensively and lived in different parts of the world. Um, My observation is when people hear or around people who are blessed and accomplished like you, Curtis, um, you've already shared kind of one what I call a battle scar, but people look at you, they don't see uh, that you may have had low points or major life challenges to overcome. And I get feedback from my listeners that they are really encouraged when the guests share uh, their personal walks through challenges or hardships. So I always ask if, if you would be willing to share a time when you faced a personal challenge and what help you get through those challenge, and that challenge or any challenges? Well, the, the 26 years of, of military service came with, uh, I was very proud to serve uh, our military. It came with mm-hmm. some significant challenges. Um, first of all, we moved 11 times in 26 years, and um each one of those moves were difficult, uh, and particularly in the later years when the moves started being every two years. And uh, mm-hmm. the more successful you are in the military, the more frequently they move you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I remember there were two two moves in particular. One uh, to to Korea that was for two years, 
and it was on a unaccompanied tour where, um, you know, it was just me. I couldn't take my family, so I was separated from my family for a two-year period there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, my dear life, wife was left with uh, the responsibility of, of uh, running the house back here in, in uh, Virginia at that time. And, um, well, actually, we were in South Carolina at that time and, and uh, mm-hmm. with raising the kids while I was away. So uh, and then there, there came another separation when I was in battalion command. And um, uh, I was in Baltimore for two years, and uh, we made a decision to, to, for her to stay in uh, Centerville, Virginia, so that my oldest mm-hmm. son could graduate from high school there. So, um, mm-hmm. so you know, the separations were, were, were tough. Uh, and then the last, and when I went to brigade command, uh, we actually moved the whole family to Indianapolis for, for two years from northern Virginia to Indianapolis. But at that time, my mm-hmm. middle son was approaching the 11th grade. So I had to pull him mm-hmm. out of the 11th grade. And uh, it took him almost a year to get readjusted to uh, mm-hmm. new schools and new friends and all of that in, in Indiana all over again. So, you know, it, it, it was difficult. And um, right, right on the heels of that, where, you know, I remember when we moved here, we had three mm-hmm. houses. <laughs> we had the house that we were wow. trying to buy here, uh, that we were trying to buy here in Northern Virginia, and then we had two on the market. Uh, one in Indiana and one in South Carolina. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, with, with those kinds of challenges, you know, it doesn't take long for you to go into bankruptcy. And yeah. uh, so fortunate, fortunately, uh, one of our church members, um, Deacon Clarence Newby, uh, I ran into him, and he said, well, I'll take your house, he and his wife, Vanessa, we'll take your house in, in, in Indianapolis. So they rented it wow. for a year, and then they sold it for us. So I just say that was my God. That was God sent. And uh, shortly wow. after that, the house in South Carolina sold, and uh, so we uh, we were able to um, to move on from there after we moved here. But uh, great career, great experiences, and travel. But it came with with lots of uh, challenges. And uh, mm-hmm. we just tried to keep the faith as uh, as we move from location to location. Yeah, 11 moves in 26 years, that is not getting settled in anywhere, is it? Mm. No. <laughs> wow. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and with children, I mean, I know those moves had to be really tough in terms of them making friends and getting uprooted from their friends and your spouse getting employed or maybe just the possibility of career but never getting to stay in one place very long. You know, that I'm glad you brought that up because my wife she has she has a had a great career in her own right, but uh, as a speech pathologist and a director of speech pathology mm-hmm. in Fairfax County. But um okay. uh, you know she, she was steadily back and forth with me on these moves and uh mm-hmm. so it impacted her career as well, and that that really fed into me uh, 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 retiring from the military uh, at okay. when I when I retired, because it uh, I I wanted more stability. As Richard was a, my youngest son, Richard was approaching the ninth grade. I mm-hmm. wanted to give him the stability of being in the same high school for for four years, and 
and uh, not having to move as as I moved my middle son Stephen in his eleventh grade mm-hmm. year. So, and then Abby uh, finally had landed uh, the job of her dreams as a director of speech pathology uh, for area one of Fairfax County, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, she was uh, off to her off to the races with her career. So that uh, it was time for me to take a step back at that time mm-hmm. and, and retire. So that that fed into that decision to do that at that time. You know. I see. Well, when you look back at the times when you're in the midst of relocating every couple of years or, um, you know, your your children having to adjust and get uprooted and adjust and get uprooted, um, what what was going through your mind at the time? or How were you um, just coping with everything going on as well as the demands of military um, are you a military career? Lots and lots of prayer <laughs> and faith <laughs> yeah. and faith in God and perseverance. Something that I mm-hmm. learned uh, uh, when I pledged Omega in the Omega Sci Fi fraternity um, uh, back in 1970. And uh, mm-hmm. since then, my um, Three sons have become Omega men, and and some of those values of perseverance, manhood, scholarship, and out, uplift, um, uh, I, I try to carry over to them as well. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's you just have to keep the keep the faith, and just mm-hmm. keep moving on and persevere through those challenges, and through prayer, God will God will. Will, uh, will 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 rescue you. I have faith in that. Okay, I I I agree. I agree. But I I just want to say now, when you had, you know, three homes, or <laughs> thinking of uh, juggling mortgages for three homes, did you ever feel <laughs> at times that did you ever have doubt of how you were going to? figure it all out yeah. and manage. Yes, I, I did. We had lots of doubt. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we were constantly in prayer over it. Uh, we we just didn't know what we were going to do uh, if these mm-hmm. houses didn't sell. And mm-hmm. if we were saddled, uh, we could not afford to three mortgages. And uh, mm-hmm. so it, it, it was just a, a miracle. <laughs> Again, I think of God that, yeah. uh, like I said before, the, when the newbies stepped in and and took one house from us, and and then the other house sold, and which is an act of God, you know. And uh, yes. but it came with wow. much, with much, much frustration and with much uh, uh, doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, we never lost faith that some, somehow in the back of my mind and in the back of Abby's mind that we were going to be okay, that God mm-hmm. was going to take care of us. And I um, I tell people that, and they say, how do you know that? I said, I, I just know it. You know, yeah. I just I just know it. And uh, I just I just don't think that, He's going to let us fail, you know, mm-hmm. and he's brought us too far to let us fail. So uh, we 
we came pretty close, but uh, mm-hmm. we, we we came out on top, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what you shared really reminds me, and I'm sure our listening audience that we've all had highly stressful or hard to cope with times in life. You know, there are times where you say, can I can I get through this next week or this next month? But I'm sure in addition to what you've experienced personally, um, I expect in your various roles as a military leader, as a Christian, as a parent, um, you may be a go-to person when others are grappling with life challenges and and you know finding themselves in a season where they are overwhelmed. What would you say is one of the most helpful pieces of advice? Just a general piece of advice that you give to someone who's facing a challenging season in life. Just stay close to God. You know, uh, don't mm-hmm. stray. Um, just um, find your good life coach like yourself and uh, you. and uh, and uh, you know you know talk talk to family and talk to mm-hmm. friends and uh, put put your uh, you know don't go through those trials alone uh, mm-hmm. you know get the support from from your immediate community but also the peripheral community around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a very strong support system at Antioch Baptist Church, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful, wonderful church. And uh, throw throw a shout-out to my uh, wonderful pastor, Pastor Marshall Osbury. Uh, and, hey, uh, hey. Yes. <laughs> and to uh, my music ministry and, and all of the wonderful folks there that that I serve with, and um, we we have sort of a support group there that we support each mm-hmm. other, and and even outside of my own immediate family, I can I can go to people and they could talk to mm-hmm. me and give me advice and and give me uh, encouragement, and uh, mm-hmm. and and that mm-hmm. that is so important. Just don't try to face those storms alone. Because uh, uh, that that's how I got I get through mine. You know, I've I've had mm-hmm. health issues, and, and uh, you know, God has blessed me, you know, with uh, with with good medical care, and uh, mm-hmm. and I've also um, you know changed my 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 life, um, my diet, so that I mm-hmm. eat, eat 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 more healthy, and and I try mm-hmm. to exercise and try to stay on that. Exercise regimen the best I can. I, with my busy schedule, I don't do as well as I would like to with that. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I would I would say that uh, certainly uh, exercise, diet, and and get that support group. And I think mm-hmm. a good place to start mm-hmm. is in the church. Yeah. Yes, yes. I like that advice. I really like that advice to to our audience. The idea of seeking out support when you're going through a challenging season and not feeling that you have to go it alone. Find your family or friends or in your church community or join a church community where you feel you can get support. 
Quite a meaningful and inspiring conversation, Curtis. Um, I love that you shared some of your life story with us. And listeners, we're not done yet. I want to let you get in on this conversation while Curtis and I keep talking. Um, In this show, we invite guests who are willing to do what he just did, to share openly stories and lessons, and particularly choices, what I call inspired choices, choices inspired by the Holy Spirit. Can we um, just seek to uplift and encourage you? So now we want to hear your comments and your thoughts. I invite you to call in right now with your comments and questions. We'd love to hear from you. To join us, call one 9397. That's 1-646-716-9397. So as we wait for callers, um, I definitely want to, um, I want to talk about, as I discussed with the callers earlier, 2016. Um, Looking back over 2016, uh, Curtis, tell us something that has worked well for you. Well, um, I'm, I don't, I you know didn't have a perfect 2016, but um, right. certainly, um, certainly, I um, uh, was very blessed uh, in 2016 to uh, to try to to try to put a little bit more balance in my life. And uh, mm. I'm so busy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I have uh, the job here uh, mm-hmm. with Advanced Systems Development as mm-hmm. as the Executive Director of Government Contracts. And then I also, uh, you know, serve as Music uh, uh, Director at Antioch Baptist Church. So, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, and then, uh, you know, my... Uh, I have a, you know, my wife likes to travel, so uh, we uh, we have a busy travel schedule. <laughs> uh, we uh, went to Spain, uh, Spain in uh, April, and then went on a culture and cultural and uh, uh, historic tour there of six cities in Spain, wow. and um, and then uh, this this past July. I was so proud of uh, the Antioch Gospel Choir, who participated in the Grand Boule. That's a Sigma Phi, Phi mm-hmm. Sigma Pi Phi fraternity uh, Grand Boule that was held in Washington D.C. with over 4,000 mm-hmm. attendees, and they were the guest choir for the memorial service. Pastor Osbury gave the invocation, and and uh, you know they worked so hard on preparing for that, and. Uh, uh, People from across the world witnessed that um, mm. program, and they're still talking about it on this day, uh, how well wow. the choir did. So I'm very, very proud to have been able to direct the gospel choir in that performance uh, for the Grand Boulet. And uh, That sounds and, uh Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Yes. No, no. I was going to say, that sounds like it was spectacular. I heard about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And uh and uh um, and uh, and, uh, and go ahead. 
I was going to say, we have a caller that has joined us. Let's see if we can take a call here. Sure. Caller at 571-438-PREFIX. Press 1 and you'll be online with us. Caller at 571-438-PREFIX. Yes. Hello. Yes. Uh, I would Go ahead. You're online with us. See if I, I, would, I wanted to call in to see if I could get a loan from uh, the Colonel Taylor. <laughs> this is Curtis Taylor, Jr. <laughs> uh, he seems to be doing so well. <laughs> and what? we couldn't be prouder. Well, um, well, well, thank you, Colonel thank you, Taylor, Curtis Taylor are you Jr. Open for, <laughs> for long. <laughs> uh, that's this is a first in my radio uh, career to have um, someone seeking loans call in. <laughs> well, I would say that I have to check his credit first. <laughs> there and, you uh, go. <laughs> and um, knowing what I know about him, he probably wouldn't qualify. <laughs> That's a joke, Curtis. Yeah. yeah. All right, no. Curtis uh, Jr., would you would you like to share anything else <laughs> or a question? No, I I do want to say that um, you know my parents have done a wonderful job of raising three boys. Unfortunately, they raised us to believe and to um, strive for every generation to do better than the previous generation. And um, the colonel has done his best to make that nearly impossible. But, uh, you know, we couldn't be prouder of his accomplishments as a man and as a, a churchgoer and as a Christian. And so, you know, he's always been a motivation to all of us and to uh, many of our friends who did not have as strong of a father figure in their lives. He's also provided that guidance as well as a community leader. And uh, I, I go to him till still to the day with many of my problems, and um, you know, he helps me look very good in the public space for it. And so we couldn't <laughs> thank him enough, and I just couldn't resist the opportunity to call in and rib him a little bit <laughs> as the light shines on him. <laughs> well, I've got to I got to put you on the spot and ask what is one of the best pieces of advice would you say your dad has given you? Oh wow! Well, I, I certainly get a lot of it, um, <laughs> both solicited and unsolicited. Um, however, I would say. Um, you know, <laughs> he would probably want me to say his best advice is, and ironically, this is was given to me rather recently. Is uh, <laughs> I have sixty-five years on this world of life experience to give you, so you just have to call and ask. Uh, and you can see a lot of things in sixty-five years. I've learned in my short forty that uh, mm-hmm. you know you, you you learn a lot from your own life experiences and others' life experiences. And as he mentioned, he mm-hmm. is uh, involved in a large network of people and have helped each other through problems and 
um, they can bring that breadth of experience to help us individually as their children to deal with problems in our childhood and in our adult life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to be transparent with your parents is, a, is, is truly a blessing. Oh, that is. Uh, so that you can receive the blessing of their wisdom and their knowledge on things. I usually can predict what he's going to say, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but that, that is the good side. I know that that is the best of me speaking to myself when I can forecast what my father is going to say to me in a situation. So uh-huh. the best advice is typically just him giving me his breadth of knowledge in the 65 years and telling me, you know, which way to go in certain forks in the roads in my own life. Um, and obviously to keep God first uh, would be mm-hmm. my biggest ones. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Um, chip off the old block for calling in to share. <laughs> I, I do want to say, add, I do want to add um, that um, thanks to Curtis Jr. and Richard, uh, uh, who are here in the area with me, that we have, we're blessed to be able to, to, to start our own company, uh, Taylor Integrated Services, uh, that mm-hmm. Curtis has taken a major leadership role in, and Richard as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that's uh, it's been real fun working, working with them and establishing this uh, IT company. And uh, more to come. We're just in the very, very beginning stages of it now. It was just established the LLC and and going through the various stages of, of getting it up and running so that we could uh, start to bid on uh, contracts. But uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a real pleasure working with uh, with with the boys on uh, getting this up and running. Wonderful, wonderful. I. Uh, I wish you all every success with that, and and please pass it to to Richard and uh, Stephen as well. Um, thank you, Curtis Jr., so much for your call. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, Curtis, um, we've talked today with the audience about. Um, being able to take not only to reflect upon the blessings of the year and to be enriched by those blessings, because sometimes when blessings come, we are so uh, busy working on the next thing, we don't even take time to dwell in them for a moment. But that we also look at the lessons or, you know, the areas in our lives in a year, in this year, where, you know, we've learned something that we want to do differently in the new year. Um, is there any particular lesson that you've learned or relearned in 2016 that is going to help you to get a jump start on 2017? Yeah, and I have to go back to uh, balance. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my wife always remind me that not many people are more busy than I am. So, um, you know, I have to, I'm still striving to create a better balance in my life. Uh, putting church first, I put God first, and the church mm-hmm. up to the top of that that list, and then uh, family second, and then work third, 
and then pleasure four. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to trying to get get a good balance of those those four things, and I would I would recommend uh, to others who um, you know whether you're busy or whether you're not busy, it's just to mm-hmm. live life to the fullest every day because you're not promised tomorrow, and mm-hmm. uh, just you know have that faith that uh, in God that. Uh, uh, you know, we're only here for, uh, you know, temporary period of time. And then um, mm-hmm. when we leave this place, we go to a better place, uh, mm-hmm. believers mm-hmm. Uh, in Jesus Christ do. And, um, mm-hmm. but um, I get back back to the balance, balance in your life and in my life. Yes. Create, create you know, I a, think there's, there's probably no one listening who doesn't relate to that in some way. Okay, we have another caller on the line. Caller at 571-344 prefix. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Hi, how's it going? Richard, Richard Taylor. My face. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Richard. Audience, this this is also a son of Curtis Taylor. What would you like to share with us, Richard? Well, I was just observing all the wonderful life lessons that you guys were talking about. Um, and, you know, my father is always a source of inspiration to me. As you can talk about balance, I think it's really critical and important um, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're balanced and to make sure that you're giving and sowing seeds. I think so many of those seeds are drawn to root and my father's been so blessed. I'm sorry, say that again, Richard. I was just saying say that, that, you know, when, when when we give, we sow roots into people and into our own blessings. And mm-hmm. I, I think part of that balance is what has made my father so successful. Ah. Because he sowed so many different roots into so many different people and so many different things uh, for for love of Christ and for love of mm-hmm. God that it, it all comes back to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because in an earlier show we talked about gratitude and and living from a uh, a life of abundance and always being willing to give. And when you said that, it made me think of that because when we hold on to everything that we have, like uh, hoarding it, you know, like we won't get more, our blessings may be more limited. But when we open up and share and give, then the blessings do come back to us multifold, don't they? Absolutely. Without doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the blessings will flow back to you uh, if you just believe and if you just uh, stay the course and if you just keep the faith. They will mm-hmm. flow back. And they've flown back to me for that's, that's, that's the only thing that's kept me going all these years. You know? And mm. uh, so uh, I, I, I depend on that. 
I like that a lot. I I am, I would say through this broadcast, hoping to help just raise people's consciousness about that. You know, what you focus on, you get more of. When you focus on what you don't have, it seems that you never have enough. That when you focus on the blessings and being able to be a tool to help others, more flows in your direction, just more blessings come. So thank you. And I, uh, I, I would like to say this um, about mm-hmm. Richard. If he Is he still on the line? He is still on the line. Richard, can you hear us? Yes, I can. I'm still on the line, yes. Okay, yeah, good. I, I, just, I just want to say that Richard, five years ago, started um, the nonprofit uh, Operation Hunger D.C., where they feed 3,000 people a month. And uh, he's out there feeding the homeless and uh, uh, get, getting uh, relationships and, and uh, contributions from places like Costco and Safeway where they donate mm-hmm. the food and then they go pick up the food. And he assembles all these volunteers and they actually go out and um, feed, uh, feed the homeless on the streets of Washington, D.C. And, and Baltimore. And there are a lot of things that a 30-year-old can be doing other than on, on their weekends after they – Rich is a project manager at, uh, at Xerox Corporation. So um, uh, this is all done uh, on the weekends and at night and, mm-hmm. and in the spare time. So I just want to throw a shout-out to him and say keep, keep the faith. You're doing something good that benefits mm-hmm. – uh, Humanity, and uh, I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm very proud of you too, Richard. That's that's very impressive. That's very impressive. You too are a chip off the old block. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call. Let me give out our number again. If there are any other callers who would like to get in on the conversation, you would call us at 1-646-716-9397. We do have a few minutes left if you want to get in on the conversation. I have one caller that I think has just been listening in. I'm just going to check with them to see if they'd like to make a comment. Caller at 703-963-prefix. If you'd like to make a comment, just press 1 and you will be on live with us. Caller at 703-963-prefix. Okay. I think that person is in listen mode only. Mm -hmm. We do have another caller at uh, 202-prefix. Caller at 202-877-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Hello? Yes. Hi. Uh, hi, how are you? Uh, I'm uh, Dr. Great. Michael Smith. Uh, I'm a fraternity brother of uh, Colonel Taylor's in the Sigma Pi Phi fraternity. And I've just been inspired by listening to what Colonel Taylor has been saying. Um, my question to, to Colonel Taylor is, uh, what does he see as some of the biggest challenges for the young people, particularly the young men today in our society, 
And part two of that question would be uh, for the young men that didn't have the advantage of having a stable household with, with like Colonel Taylor, with a dad there to give it, give his advice. What type of avenues can they search out for some help and assistance? Well, as that, that's a great question. Who, who, who's on the line? I'm sorry. Who asked that question? Oh, hi. This is uh, it's, uh, Michael Smith, uh, the Grammatus of uh, Beta Nu. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Hi, Michael. Yeah. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I, um, I, I would say to them, first of all, um, uh, find a good support group. Uh, if, if, you, if there's not a father in the home like myself, uh, you know, find an adopted father or mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there are a lot of folks out there that um, uh, I know our, our own fraternity, uh, Sigma Pi Phi the Boule, you know, we have a mentoring program. And I know there are some calls to get into that. But uh, there are a lot of opportunities uh, to be mentored by great men outside of your family. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of opportunities for, uh, for, for young men to get values instilled in them that will carry them through through life. And uh, also, I, I want to say that um, uh, we're living in a very uh, tr- difficult time of, um, of race profiling and all sorts mm-hmm. of things like this. And um, if, if you ever find, if a young man ever finds themselves in a situation where they're stopped by law enforcement, uh, uh, please uh, do do not uh, uh, act in a way that would cause that law enforcement officer to bring harm to you or to a member of your mm-hmm. family or to a neighbor or loved one uh, that, that might be traveling with you. Uh, comply mm-hmm. with what they are asking you to do. And although you may feel as though it's unjust, or uh, mm-hmm. it's not called for, uh, the aftermath of going in a different direction may produce a different result. And I've seen so many times where um, uh, it, it, it ends up uh, with someone getting hurt or someone getting killed mm-hmm. or someone getting put in jail. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then now we have to deal with the aftermath of all that. So mm-hmm. if you're in that situation, you get stopped by law enforcement or you get profiled or whatever, comply, and then let's work the system so that we can work the system so that we fight th- that kind of uh, activity or that kind of behavior, whether it's law mm-hmm. enforcement or whether it's otherwise, from happening. Yeah. Thank Fantastic. You. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So to our audience, um, Curtis is, you know, there are probably some listeners out there who that applies to, and and he's advocating that in a heat of a moment, um, preserve your life and your well-being in the long run by thinking first and trying to comply so that you don't, in fact, risk being physically harmed and then working with the system to try to remedy where you have been wronged. So thank you. Thank you for that wise counsel. And the comment of C. 
seeking out support, seeking out a support system, we we really get that there is a great need for people to have adult men to look up to by our young African-American men who may not have role models in the home. So thank you for that question, Michael, and and thank you for that answer, uh, Curtis. We're going to go to our next... You're welcome. Thank you. We're going to go to our next caller at 302-252 prefix. Caller at 302-252 prefix. Press press one, you're on live. Hi, this is April. April Taylor. I have a a question, too. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, Dad, um, when have you been most satisfied in your life? You've had experience in the military, in various businesses, and then, you know, directing the choir, of course. When when was it that you've been most satisfied in your life? Well, one of the times that I was most satisfied is is when you married Curtis, Jr. Because because I believe that you are such a wonderful uh, wife and young lady and career lady in your own right, and uh, the two of you have you know produced Curtis Taylor the uh, third, my grandson, and uh, that that was a very very high point in my life uh, when mm-hmm. when the two of you guys got married and you know mar- marriage is you know. Uh, we've been been in it for 43 years now, and it's a lot of ups and downs in it, and it's not always good all the time. But but you know you persevere through the bad times and the good times. You take it and you you go with it and you run with it, and you enjoy it and you enjoy it for for every moment it's worth. And um, mm-hmm. so uh, so yes, I um that, that that was a high point in my life and. And, and you know, I um, I have many many high points, but um, uh, just being able to to go on a cruise this Christmas uh, with my family mm. will be a high point oh, for wonderful. me. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, we're oh, we're doing fantastic. a Christmas cruise. Uh, all, all twelve of us that that we're going to the Bahamas and uh, cruising That's out of lovely. Baltimore. Uh, through um, Charleston and then down to through um, Cape Canaveral, uh, Disney, and then down to uh, Nassau and back to uh, Baltimore. And April, who was a caller, my daughter-in-law, Curtis's wife, was one of the planners of this cruise. And so I'm I'm certainly thankful to he and she and Curtis for for um, for uh, you know getting us uh, together. Uh, all 12 of us, that's five grandchildren and and then uh, all the husbands, the wives, children and their husbands, and, and of course, being happy. Uh, Fantastic. The older ones so. Well, thank you, April. Thank you for that great question. I really like that question. I'll be using it with guests in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have another caller at, uh, caller at 703... Six nine zero prefix. Press one, and you're on live with us. Hello. Yes. 
Yes. This is Eddie Evans. Caller, go ahead. How are you? I have a question Good. for uh, Colonel Taylor, and I also want to make a comment. Uh, given that the family is going on this cruise, do you take stowaways? <laughs> <laughs> that was a throwaway uh, a la Curtis Taylor Jr. But, but what I want to say is I've known the Taylors for over 30 years, and their entire family has been friends to the Evans family. And I had personal tragedy in my life uh, four years ago, and the Taylors, all of them, have been there throughout my life, and I certainly appreciate that. And even today, not even though my wife is gone, we still get together and do things largely at their initiation, and I certainly appreciate it. But I wanted to say that because they are also reaching out and providing support, godly support to others, and I really appreciate it. Mm. Oh, Eddie, that's beautiful. Thank you for taking Thank you, time sir. to call to share that. Go ahead, Curtis. Yeah, thank you so much, Eddie. Uh, you know, Eddie um, is a friend's friend, my best of friends. And uh, uh, I just um, I cherish our friendship. And uh, uh, we're in two fraternities together, the Omega Psi Phi fraternity and the Sigma Pi Phi fraternity. And uh, we're in the same church. And uh, her, his children live in the same neighborhood as uh, we do, <laughs> and it's just uh, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful marriage of families, and uh, we, we we're just blessed uh, to be a part of the Evans family as well. You know. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your call, Eddie. And we have another caller at seven zero three. Seven eight nine prefix. Caller at seven zero three seven eight nine prefix. Press one and you're on live with us. Hello. Yes. Hi, Linda. This is Pastor Osbury. Hi, Pastor Osbury. How are you? Great. Great. Go ahead with your comments. Yeah, to uh, Brother Curtis, I also would like to have a um, carry your bags on your trip to Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to alphabetize this list. <laughs> <laughs> the question I, I yeah. have for you. Uh, Apologize if maybe you already answered. I uh, was delayed getting to the broadcast. Um, is that I've seen you and Abby over almost probably 30 years now, and uh, you guys have done a great job. Uh, you had a distinguished military career. You're now in the corporate world, and you've served diligently here at the church and you faithfully. And you've raised, you two have raised three great sons. And I wonder how. What's a couple of secrets to your marriage, making an effective marriage, that you could share with some of the listeners? Because you two do it well. Great question. Well, I, I think um, for, first, um, treat. I would say treat your marriage as though you just got married. <laughs> you mm. know, keep 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 it fresh. 
go go out. We 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 have a uh, Friday night that we designate as date night. And right. uh, this past this past Friday, we went to see Dinah Ross at the Kennedy Center uh, and had dinner and. You know, uh, you know, and Abby, you know, Abby, we, we joke with each other. We said she, she asked me, "What am I tonight? I'm your wife or your girlfriend?" Oh, go ahead. <laughs> and we, we have this, we have this over, you know, this joke going on. But you know, about that. But um, mm-hmm. but you know, keep keep it keep it as though you're dating her, uh, just to uh, that you guys are going to get married and you guys are just in love with each other and. Uh, and keep keep the keep the fire burning, you know. Right. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. and then I, I think number two, uh, respect. And um, mm-hmm. one one of the things that you know I I um, appreciate about Sister Abby is that she respects me, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. and uh, I certainly respect her as well, but uh, you know she um, uh, we're, we're on the same page and we. Right. Uh, we don't do anything without each other's uh, mutual uh, agreement and respect, you know. Right. That's and, wonderful. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, there are a number of other things, but um, right. uh, cer- certainly um, uh, keep the fire burning, respect right. each other, stay together with um, uh, we both uh, a strong, have a strong faith. In God, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Uh, Abby's faith is is uh, very very strong. It's, it's mine, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so so we go to church together and and uh, Sunday school and and uh, so so that's you know I think that that's made the foundation for us being together right. these 40, 43 years. Yeah. Well, I commend you because you two have a uh, sterling example, and I just uh, thank God for both of you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh. Beautiful example. Well, thank you, thank Pastor. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you, you for your call. Oh, absolutely, Linda. Mm-hmm. Great, great session. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, Curtis, um, I tell you, our uh, call panel was just lit up today. I, I echo and uh, I totally agree with every caller that has uh, just pointed out what you exude when I of uh, all of the years that I've known you you know your godliness your care for others that your family is at your center excuse me and just that you you value excellence so I I just love that you've been able to be here with me today, and I want to just ask if you have any parting words that you'd like to share with the listeners before we close today. Yeah, well, for, first of all, Linda, I would like to thank you for inviting me to uh, for for speak for this conversation. Um, you are an outstanding life coach in your own right, and uh, I encourage anybody out there to to seek your counsel that might be experiencing, um, you know, the need for that counseling. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I I would, uh, I think this is a great venue to to do that, and uh, I hope that you would leave information so that 
because there are a lot of people out there that are hurting, a lot of people out there that yes. uh, that that need uh, direction, and uh, I think you are a good person to provide that. And also Thank very you. very uh, very pleased at the um, relationship that our families have had. You and you and Brother Spike yes. Jones. And uh, I just uh, I just recall the look on your face at um, Spike's retirement when uh, he called you up, and, and and to your surprise, I was able to sing "Wind Beneath My Wings" as a salute from Spike to you uh, oh, because you were that, you are truly the wind between his, beneath his wings all those years that he was successful in corporate America and, and, in, and in the, well, in the government, you know. So uh, Thank you. Well, that, that moved your stock value way up with me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much for being my guest today. Um, I know that what you shared will be helpful to so many, and I pray that it will result in someone out there making inspired choices in their own lives. Um, To our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you or someone you know has a powerful story to share or is just interested in reaching others, please email me at lindaonlcrn at gmail.com. Ladies out there, If you or someone you know is struggling with change or life challenges, if you've just gotten stuck and need help to move forward in your life, consider Christian coaching. Um, As a coach, I've had the opportunity to work with people in 20 states um, in the U.S., uh, plus Hong Kong and Sydney. So I believe in the power of Christian coaching and There's no better time than right now to make a commitment to take steps to live more fully in 2017. Go to my website, lindastevensjones.com, to learn more about Christian coaching, and you can get started with a free discovery session. Um, Curtis, do you have any shout-outs before we close? Well, just to the brothers of Pi Lambda Lambda, uh, uh, that's a mega, a mega sci-fi fraternity in Prince William County, and to the uh, to the archons of um, Beta Nu Boulay, and uh, to the members and past and members of Antioch Baptist Church, and uh, to uh, my wife and sons. So uh, I just uh, uh, want to say, keep the faith. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to send a shout-out to every person out there who takes the challenge to reflect upon 2016 in order to be enriched by the blessings of this year and to commit to making the changes that you need to in order to make 2017 a more rewarding and more fulfilling year. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen in today and to call in. And thank you for being a part of this community. I hope you heard something that encouraged you today. 
please remember to help me spread the word by sharing the link that you received for the show replay. And mark your calendars to tune in for the next broadcast on December 20th, right here at 12 noon Eastern Time. Until then, happy holidays and stay blessed.